I am not going to remember what movies I watched. Well, I know one thing I watched. What? Well, I'll mention it later when we get to that point. Oh, okay. Am I recording? Yeah, I'm recording. recording now? Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything first? I mean, is it on the record? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Nothing right now, then. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, Dylan and Kevin both suck. (laughs) Well, they're not here, so I'm not talking about them. Oh, why not? That's the time I love to talk about them the best. Because then they'll listen to this and be like, Oh, maybe I do suck. (laughs) Let's just go on to this movie that Kevin picked. Okay. Um, how do you do that? How do you get that started? How do you talk about this movie or whatever? Yeah, how do you make that happen? Well, it's easy. I just start talking about it. This week's movie is Magnificent Seven. Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. Welcome to... Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Alright, fine. This week's movie is The Magnificent Seven. The 2016 version, based off a screenplay by, apparently it's, wow, it's based off a screenplay by Kira Kurosawa? Wait, Magnificent <laughs> Seven is just like Seven Samurai, right? Is that it? Yeah, Magnificent. This Magnificent Seven that Kevin picked is based on the old one, which is just a American Old West remake of Seven Samurai. Oh, I gotta watch that movie. Should yeah, watch you that do. Instead. Did you watch the old this one movie? Magnificent I I... Sevens. Nope. That one was better than this one. Really? My opinion. Yeah, this doesn't seem too bad. I enjoyed it. Hmm. I don't know. You Lots haven't seen violence, the old though. one. Wait, are you so still in the middle of introducing what the movie is? Yeah, it's uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, uh, who directed some other films such as The Magnificent Six and The Magnificent no, Four. South Pole of the Equalizer, Olympus Has Fallen, Brooklyn's Finest, Shooter, Training Day. Oh, he directed Training Day? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, The Replacement Killers. What? Tears of the Sun Tears of the Sun wasn't bad. I enjoyed that film. I still haven't cool. seen that. It's not great. Like, it looks like he's directed <laughs> a lot of movies that aren't fantastic, but pretty well received. Well, that's what it looks like to me. Okay, cool. Shooter, I don't know how that turned out. That'd be funny if they forgot to shoot it. Huh? Or if there were problems with shooting. You ever have problems with shooting, Logan? No. That's good. What are you implying? I was just wondering if uh, people ever shoot at you. Why? Wow, what did you think I was implying? I don't know. Okay. I thought I was going to go say something. I don't do, you, know. do you think that I was saying that you, I was, uh, I was comparing you to Ethan Hawke in this movie that you have trouble shooting? Uh, yeah, sure. That guy could really have used some trouble shooting. For his, for his troubleshooting. Alright, so what do you think of this film, Matt? Um, go to me last. I did. <laughs> what did you think of this movie, Logan? I liked it, but 
did seem kind of like the violence. It seemed to totally glorify violence. Yeah. Did yeah. Uh, would would you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, like it's not really something I would say. Oh, go out and spend money on it, like I did. But it's not. I want to go kill it with fire. It's a it's a movie. Like it's entertainment. Oh yeah, that's another reason why Kevin sucks. He picked a movie we have to pay for, and then uh, he didn't show up. Yeah. That's pretty lame, actually. Yeah. That's okay. Kevin doesn't get to pick movies anymore. I will inform him via this episode of the podcast. I mean, Dylan did the same thing, like, multiple times, though. Yeah, and we also said Dylan can't pick movies anymore, and then he still did one time. One other time. <laughs> he has paid for another movie that was awful. Yeah. So what did I think about it, Matt? Yeah, what'd you think about it, Matt? Oh, by the way, I'm Matt. Logan, introduce yourself, too. I'm someone. Ah, uh, you're playing Koi. Named Logan. But not that Koi. Playing Logan. Okay, I'll play Matt. How about I play Matt and you play Logan? Hey, let's one of us also, let's one of us play uh, Dylan and one of us play Kevin. Who do you want to play? I'll play Dylan. Movies, right. are those still a thing? <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. I think that's good casting. Um, all right, so I am Matt, and I will be tonight portraying the roles of Matt and Kevin. Let's go ahead and do Dylan, too. Uh, I'm all spent on my impression. <laughs> See, you're spent? Yeah. Blew my load too early. It's. I knew you had troubleshooting. <laughs> I was talking about your sex organs. I'm always talking about your sex organs. Now, all of my sex organs, all the organs... <laughs> Alright, um, my ears, Kevin, my nose. Kevin, what did you think? I think it's really funny when I picked the movie and it didn't show up. Okay, good. Dylan, what did you think? Wait, is that me too now? I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something way to say, but it kind of eluded me. You gotta be really judgmental, even if it turns out that you really like the movie. It sounds like you didn't. I thought I just had to, like, rework the conversation. Oh, yeah, that's... Direction. Yeah, let's do some Aikido on the on whoever's talking and, like, turn them around. What is Aikido? Is that, like, a, a shelf? Things? <laughs> like a... <laughs> sure. Oh, I'm curious. Like, what is Aikido exactly? Oh, Aikido is uh, the art of peace. It, uh... Oh. It's, um, uh one facet of it is a martial art. And the idea is that uh, you uh, it's like redirection of other people's force. And the idea is that you don't harm any person like you. That's weird. You you get the attacker through it safely as well. Yeah, that would be a really cool movie to watch. Like see like Tony Jaa like has an Aikido movie or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Or maybe Keanu Reeves. Hey, have you heard of John Wick 2? Yeah, I'm going to watch that shit. Yeah, it should be pretty good. I wonder if he gets, like, a third dog or something if they kill his dog again. What if they uh, just dig up the other dog and they reanimate it and they kill it again? It's I, got, like, a supernatural twist this time. I'm looking forward to it, too, because, like, I don't think they can, like, ruin John Wick, the first one. Because, like, it was kind of already, it was, like, crap, but it was, like, great. Look, John Wick wasn't crap. John Wick was a solid film. Like, No, it was, like, it was crap in the way that it's like good crap, you know. 
Like, I don't think it was crap at all. I think it was really well done. I'm not saying it was crappy. I'm saying that it's crap. You mean like it's shallow? I'm saying it's it's fun. It's fun (laughs) junk. It's it's a pop masterpiece of, of great stuff. Now do you understand? No, not really. Okay. All right. Did you, did you like my Dylan impression where I rerouted the conversation from what you're talking about into like a three minute? Yes. <laughs> and the best part is I didn't even notice that we were completely off track. You nailed it. All right. You're playing Dylan for the rest of the thing. All right. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Also, I'm sober tonight. <laughs> Uh, oh. We were talking about what we thought about the movie, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So everyone else said what they thought, including Dylan, which was three minutes talking about John Wick. Um, Matt, what do you think? Would you recommend it? I would say no. If you want to watch uh, Magnificent Seven, watch the old one. Uh, it's better. It goes without saying that you should watch Seven Samurai, whether you want to watch anything involving this or not. Gotta watch Seven Samurai. The great film by Kurosawa Akira, upon which these other two films are based. Although really it is, this one was based on the old Magnificent Seven, and Magnificent old Magnificent Seven was based on Seven Samurai. Uh, I really wanted to rewatch Seven Samurai, but it is three and a half hours long, and it did not rain this weekend, so I didn't get to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring that's probably why I haven't watched Seven Samurai yet. And like Kurosawa, Kurosawa is supposed to have some really good films. I haven't watched any of them. Oh man! But yeah, they're all like three hours long. That's the only reason why. It's yeah. like I want to watch a movie, and I watch, I pick up like a film. And it's like Kurosawa is like three hours, and like yeah, I don't really want to commit to that. But yeah, Seven Samurai. It's you just you got to find a time to like get settled in and really uh, enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's, uh, quite an experience. Also, I'll probably be bringing up stuff from the original Magnificent Seven throughout the episode. And I don't care if you, I don't care about spoilies for that because you've had 60 years to watch it. I think, I think I ha- we're I beyond the no spoiler years. window. I have not had 60 years to watch it. <laughs> you've had, you've had the sum of your years on this earth <laughs> to watch it. Any, uh, 60 years or older listeners, uh, email me because I'd be really interested if there's, <laughs> some uh over 60 people listening to this podcast do you th- really think like when i was like one to like 10 or so i really had control of what i could watch no but so how many years have i had to watch it Matt? i mean you you never had uh old westerns just sort of end up in front of you as a kid though uh probably but i don't remember anything because i was a kid and i have control of the remote or like stuff or no, uh, that's anything. true. So I didn't have probably, the internet until like I was like twelve. So you probably blocked all of that out of your memory anyway, because it was so traumatizing to not have control over the remote or the internet. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have the internet. Like, oh, it would have been hard. We gotta go seek it out. I don't have twenty years to watch this. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, well, if anybody does want to watch that, including you, Logan, at the moment you can watch it on Stars. Okay. You got I think stars? I probably have like a 
I could probably get it. I think I probably had a good like 15, 16 years to watch it. All right, let's really nail this down, Dylan. Oh, I meant Logan. Sorry, I thought I was talking to Dylan. <laughs> but yeah, I would say watch the old one. It's better, and it's it's a old Western classic, and that's always fun to watch. Plus, it features Americans standing up for Mexicans, which is always good to see. Oh, the original or this one? The original. Yeah, they yeah, I was changed. Say, I'm pretty sure, like, they're not Mexican in this. Yeah, they changed that. Uh, in the original, the town that was in trouble was actually in Mexico. It was a Mexican border town, this little village, and they were being terrorized by uh, bandidos, who you know always came and took their crops and shit, so they could eat. Uh, and in this, say what? I was gonna say bandidos kind of sounds like kind of like a breakfast cereal of some kind. Band, band, banditos. Yeah, banditos are like spaghetti, like off-brand spaghettios. Bandidos. Banditos, like it's like off-brand spaghettios, but like it's got like bandit shapes, like guns and sombreros. And it's got like orange Cheeto dust all over it. That sounds good. I mean, I'd try it. I'm not saying I wouldn't try it. I mean, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I think we're running on something here, like make banditos. All right, should we kickstart this? Or maybe, or maybe they can be like churros. Yeah, maybe like, we'll maybe ch- that's a flex like, goal. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be like churros except they're shaped differently. Wait, it'll, it'll be the mascot with like a guy with like two guns and sombrero. That's the thing that I like about churros is the shape. Well, I mean, like you can like it'll be like uh, blue animals with churros. Also, this sounds really racist. Oh, but whatever. What, I mean, what you're saying? I yeah, I think you might be right. Well, we're talking about banditos. Is it okay to? Let's talk shit about banditos? I don't know. They're mean people. Uh, I guess. Is it cool to like make like Mexican stereotypes out of banditos? I don't know. I don't know. Let's quit talking about this. Thanks for pointing that out, Logan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was <laughs> well, actually. I figure like the banditos like, could be like churros, but like yeah, let's like, talk about it a little more. <laughs> yeah, like so you can make like a gun, like. Like you know how you make like balloon animals, like, like you twist them and stuff, and you can like wrap them around and stuff. But if you like make a churro, you like twist it around, and, like have like a little gun churro, little sombrero churro. Oh my god! Uh, the can, like, balloon can, like, animal, like, sh- the balloon animal thing gives me an idea that it explodes when you bite into it. It makes like oh, a yeah, popping like, bang sound. Yeah, like the 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 gun churros like have little triggers, and when you you squeeze the triggers, like icing will come out of them. Okay, yeah, so that sounds fun. good. And then you just like eat the barrel down as you shoot yeah. yourself in the mouth with ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, well, it's gonna be like, it's not gonna be ice cream because ice cream melts really fast. So it has to be like a frosting of some kind, uh, like a cream, like kind of like hmm. um, uh, kind of like an eclair. I'm like, not quite as into it now. That ice cream well, sounded really good. I mean, uh, it's just really difficult to deal with. Well, you want the could could it be out. like a freezer item? It could be a freezer item, but like, like usually, like churros, I think you have to heat them up. They're generally fried. I mean, you'd have to like heat up to room temperature because like churros are generally room temperature. Okay, like, okay. Like, 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 like gun, like can have like a little like fr- a frosting, and then, like you make the sombrero, and it has like a raspberry filling. We can work oh, no, this no, out. No, even better, like because like the sombrero have an apple filling, and then you have like a little guy who's a little bandito. Then he has a raspberry filling, so like when you bite him, it looks like he's bleeding out delicious food. That sounds good. 
I think we could work it out in the lab, like have a frozen treat that it's like frozen solid on the inside. You know, it's not like the normal consistency of ice cream where it's a little soft. It's solid, right? But then you toast it in the oven for just like a little bit. And so then it gets like crispy right on the outside and warm. But then inside it's like regular ice cream that's still cold. You know, like I want to say that won't work, but you know, this is all just like we're just making stuff. We're shooting the shooting ideas back and forth, so like, I mean, we really shouldn't rule anything out, especially if we're going to be like innovators. Yeah, thanks for not uh, shooting down my my ideas, and thanks for pointing out what a good guy you are for not doing that. I might not have noticed otherwise. Yeah, no problem. Although I am a little worried, I don't know if we should promote the concept of putting guns in the oven. You know. If people want to do that, that's their own business. You know, that's capitalism. Like, I mean, I really have had my doubts about what people do recently, but, you know, I don't care anymore. Yeah. If they're going to do that, maybe it's for the best of all of us. Capitalism is God, like Peter Sarsgaard says in this movie. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't realize that was, I didn't realize that was Peter Sarsgaard. I... I think his name's Sarsgaard, right? Sarsgaard? I don't know. I'm going to look that up again. All right, me too. Because there's like a bunch of Sarsgaard guys, aren't there? Yeah, Sarsgaard, 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 Sarsgaard. Oh, he's Sarsgaard. He's not the Sarsgaard. Yeah, I was, that's what I was saying, is Sarsgaard. Well, there's like Sarsgaard brothers, aren't there? They're like two brothers who are named Sarsgaard, and they look almost exactly alike, except one's more, a bit more famous than the other one. I think either they're not brothers, or maybe I've been seeing two brothers and thinking they're the same guy every time. No, I'm pretty sure, like, one of them is in a, like, yeah, there's the Skarsgårds, like, like, I'm pretty sure Bill Skarsgård from, uh... I've never heard of that one. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård is, uh, in Hemlock Grove. What's that? It's that werewolf show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, the one that you said you don't have to watch... <laughs> Well, I mean, like, yeah, you don't have to watch the first season because it's pretty much, you know, and he's also, he's playing uh, Pennywise in It, Bill Skarsgård. And he has a brother, I'm pretty sure, who was in uh, True Blood. Let me look it up. Yeah, that guy is a Skarsgård. His name is, what's his I name? I love this little IMDb. It's being a, being a real Skarsgård about it. <laughs> nice. Let's get that started. Well, they're probably really nice guys. And and Bill Skarsgård's a, a really good actor. I don't know his other, his brother, but it's, I'm pretty sure I watched his brother and stuff. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. I just remembered. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Bill and Alexander Skarsgård are brothers. I'm pretty sure. I think. Yeah, relatives. Bill Skarsgård, brother. All right, hold on. I gotta look up a picture of Bill Skarsgård real quick. Brother. Oh man, there's more Skarsgårds. Yeah, I don't think like that a- looks like him. But yeah, I guess that is his brother. Gustav Skarsgård and Walter Skarsgård. Yeah, I don't know if they're... I don't know if they've done any acting. Oh, looks like they have. Holy shit! Their dad is Stellan Skarsgård? <laughs> I didn't know that! Alright, well, it turns out all of the Skarsgårds are related. How did I not know that? <laughs> wow. I feel stupid now. Yeah, but uh, Stella Skarsgård—he's an actor, right? Yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, that's why he's in Avengers: Age of Ultron, apparently. Yep. 
It's been an odd diplomatic. It's not in Railway Man or Man Juliet. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, I remember hearing about that. Huh. So I, I wouldn't watch that movie because that's for perverts. But uh, Lars von Trier is usually a good like, director. I mean, usually he has some. Well, I don't know about that. I actually haven't seen Nymphomaniac, though. I would watch it, though, but that's another. I gotta spend a lot of time watching people having sex. Yeah, it'd be pretty awkward. Yeah. Maybe I'll do what Dylan does and uh, go to his family kitchen and walk around watching it on an iPad. Is that right, Dylan? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. All right, so to finish introducing the movie, um, it was written by Nick Pizzolatto and some other person. The only reason I know that is because I recognize Nick Pizzolatto because that was the guy that wrote um, The True Detectives. So, sorry, other person. I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to snub you there. Richard Wank. <laughs> oh, you know that, uh, um, like the It remake? That we were, like Bill Skarsgård is uh, Pennywise in? I didn't that know was he a... was in that. Yeah, like, he was originally, like, the director of that? was originally going to be, like, one of the guys from True Detective. Like, one of the guys who wrote uh, True Detective episodes. Was it, uh, Carrie... F- yes. Carrie Fukunaga. Ah, yes. Have you seen Beast of No Nation? Wait, we're really off track, Dylan. Alright. <laughs> so it was written by those guys, and that's what it is, and now we say what we think about it, and then we did that, and then now let's talk about the movie, and go. Alright. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, that was a question I had. What was that? You want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Because in this new one, it's not a Mexican village, and it's not Banditos. It is a town of white people in, like, California who are being terrorized by the real Bandito, the American industrialist. And I was wondering why they made that change. I wondered if it was just just not the story they wanted to tell or if it was a decision based on uh like the studio maybe didn't didn't think that the audience for a big budget remake of a classic western movie in 2016 would be super into like let's save the mexican storyline or if they did it just because they wanted the like an anti-capitalist message or yeah the other reason i thought of is maybe they didn't want to deal with the language barrier but also thought it would be stupid to have the mexican speaking english all the time but i don't know that would be pretty stupid to have the mexican speaking english all the time yeah and i'm sure they probably didn't want it to be subtitled constantly Subtitles are pretty cool. Yeah, you like subtitles even when people are speaking the language that you speeches. Yeah, like I was actually, I watched this movie with subtitles, so probably wouldn't have mattered much to me. Yeah. But yeah, this movie is really good at glorifying violence, so like they make it pretty clear earlier that this person's like awful and can't be reasoned with, so it's like, yeah, it's okay to kill him. Yeah, so he's just a irredeemable piece of shit that he's He's not just exploiting these people and taking their homes and for his own profit, 
but he's he seems like he loves like rubbing their face in it and doing violence at them. Yeah, like he murders someone personally. Yeah, he's like real hands on about this shit. And he gives that speech about God and capitalism. Um, the old version actually kind of dealt with racial injustice more than this one. The only times really that I noticed that they even reference race in the remake is the Asian dude, Byung Hung Lee, who is hanging out with the white dude, Ethan Hawke. Um, Ethan Hawke at one point, like the, he says that they're like partners, like he does something for me and I help him navigate the white man's prejudices. And the only other time that I notice that they reference race is just when one of the heroes of the movie is racist to another one of the heroes of the movie. But the original, it started out with, it started out in a town and there's some like businessmen who seem like they were passing through and just like, saw a guy keel over and die in the street and they offered to pay for his burial. But the undertaker refuses because he he is an engine and the, the townsfolk don't want an engine buried in the white people graveyard. And the, the undertaker was like, he's like, I couldn't even if I wanted to, because the hearse driver uh, quit. Uh, Yul Brenner is just sort of like a bystander. And he goes, Oh, if that's the hold up, I'll drive it. And he just like hops on and then Steve McQueen joins him. And it starts out with that's how you meet those two and they meet each other is they drive a Native American man's corpse to a white people graveyard and shoot all the white people that try and stop him. Wow, that sounds like that sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But this one started you meet Denzel Washington like He's just kind of like a bounty hunter, I guess, and a lawman in a bunch of states that he listed. I liked how he kept saying Arkansas. I actually didn't realize what he was saying at first. What is Arkansas? Anyways, he's just like a bounty hunter, and then Chris Pratt is just like an asshole. He stole those people's money, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, the shit went down in the saloon, and Chris Pratt just fucking stole all the people's money. So, yeah, that was a big thing about the old one and uh Seven Samurai, is that these were people who had nothing to gain from this, but they were just good people and decided to fight for people who couldn't really fight for themselves. In this remake, I kind of didn't really get everybody's motivation. Because Chris Pratt seems like an an asshole thief. I don't know why he got into it. Like, except for the horse. Like, there's just that sort of thin thing is that yeah. Denzel Washington bought his horse and said he could have it if he did the thing. Oh, and you find out Denzel Washington isn't, like, apparently isn't doing it just to stand up for the people. He's trying to get revenge because his family got killed by uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. And let's see, here are the other people. Um, Ethan Hawke, I don't know why he went along with it, because at one point he asks Denzel Washington, like, so what are we after, gold, diamonds? And Denzel Washington is like, oh, I see you haven't changed. 
And it's like, oh, is that something he always used to do is agree to do something later on, eventually ask you what you're getting paid and then kind of not really bring it up again ever. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character. I like that character. (laughs) Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio is always good in whatever he's in. Yeah, that's true. But his character, I buy it because he seems a little nuts and earnest. Yeah. And bored, (laughs) frankly, since the government quit paying him for for scalps. Yeah. Let's see. Who else? Uh, Byung-Hoon Lee was, I guess he was just going along because Ethan Hawke was going along for whatever reason. And I buy the Native American dude going along because he seemed like he was on like a spiritual journey. You know, like his, he said his elders like sent him away because he had a different path or something. And that path leads you right to these people going on this quest. Like you, you pretty much got to join them. Yeah. Pathos getting the hell out of their hair. <laughs> Oh, and the one guy who was a Mexican criminal, he was going just because, like, Denzel Washington said that he wouldn't bounty hunt him if he if he went along and helped them. So, I don't know, it just, uh, I didn't feel most of these people's motivation to do it, and yet it seems like they never really doubt it. They say a couple of times, like, oh, how how bad our odds are, or whatever, but, I mean, they... Most of the time, in between fights, they're just, like, hanging out and drinking and talking shit. Whereas in the other one, they all are doing it for very good reasons. They're standing up for people, and they still doubt it a lot. They have, like, multiple conversations where they may need to quit, and they sort of almost do at one point. Oh, actually, there was one dude in the original that was kind of cool that he was in it for money. Uh, he asked Yul Brenner, um, he was sort of like, like, oh, I, like, I'll follow you. You're a smart guy. I know there must be some big score in this. And Yul Brenner was like, you know, it's really not. And he's like, uh, say no more kind of thing. Like, hey, you don't have to say it. I'm in. I know I'm going to get rich. <laughs> and there's a cool scene when he, um, He's shot and like bleeding to death on the floor. And the guy who's in the little house that in there with him uh he he tells the guy he's like i don't i don't want to die a sucker (laughs) tell me there really was something something in this forest right and the guy's like yeah there was there was tons of gold and starts telling about the gold and as the guy's dying he's smiling like oh i knew it (laughs) all that gold (laughs) (laughs) wow okay (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like a better movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this seemed just like standard like popcorn action flick to me. Yeah, which I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just it's not as good. I mean, it's fine. I would say you don't need to watch it unless I don't know. You just want to see somebody involved in it, or if an idiot friend of yours invites a bunch of people over to watch it for some reason, or like someone's like. Hey, we're going to pick this for a podcast, so you have to watch it. Yeah. And then doesn't show up. Yeah. <sighs> Good times. I hope he at least watched it. I uh, He did. He should at least tell us what he thinks of it when he cancels at the last minute. So that yeah. we can share that and paraphrase it and make him sound even dumber than he really is. <laughs> 
So is that all about that? No, no. I got a question. All right, you got questions. That's got questions. <laughs> when did Denzel Washington shoot Chris Pratt when he pulled that gun out in the bar? They didn't know each other, as far as I know, and Denzel Washington is like shooting up everybody who moves. But Chris Pratt pulls a gun out and he just like lets it slide. Oh, he, oh, he does. I didn't know, realize that. I didn't think he pulled a gun out. I thought he was just kind of like, all right, no. I ain't fucking no shit. <laughs> no, yeah, Chris Pratt pulled a gun because somebody at his table started to pull a gun, and Chris Pratt pulled his on them and told them not to not to try and fuck with Denzel Washington. I guess he's the idea is just that he's that good that he can tell like everything that's going on in the bar and what everyone's motivation is. I even noticed that. I don't know. Oh, I hope you at least watched it. Actually, I don't. I did. I watched all of it. Okay. Like I said, it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I figure that I feel like you talking about the other movie is probably better than us talking about this other one. There's weird stuff that they include, like, they change some stuff, and then there's weird, like, they included a lot of lines from the original that they just, like, pepper in here and there, and some of them work, some of them don't, but, I don't know, it seems odd what they feel they need to just sort of have these little references in there. Oh, there's one thing that, uh, you remember when we first see Byung-Hoon Lee? They're doing like a fake shootout, him and another guy, where they shoot shooting the cups off. Like they're facing each other, yeah. but shooting cups off the fence behind them. Yeah. That this in this one it was like a weird betting thing, I guess, where they can people bet on duels, but then I don't know how you decide that since it happened so quick that obviously there was an argument about who who won. That doesn't seem like the best thing to place bets on. But yeah, that's a dumb idea. In the original, it was cool because there were some guys arguing about like something that this this guy was saying he could do or something. It's impossible. And this one guy like makes him. He like tells him, goes and gets him, tells him like, "Show me, you can't do it." When they do it, you see. Apparently, the guy said that he could like win a duel against somebody with a knife. You know, gun versus a knife. And so they put the uh the cup up on the thing behind him and the other guy stands next to a telephone pole. So it's you know, does the knife hit the telephone perch the telephone pole first or the cup get shot off first? And that made more sense. That was just somebody like making somebody prove something they said could be done. And then when he does it and they argue about it, he keeps at him, he's like, Let's do it for real then. When the guy just has no interest in it and he just kind of ignores him. He tells him, let's do it for real or I'm going to blow your head off right now. Whereas, Oh, wow, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, and so that's when he kills the guy with a knife. Whereas in the new one, they're shooting with guns and then the guy's like, let's shoot guns for real. He didn't even really threaten him. He just like called him a coward or something. And so then he takes his gun belt off. And so w was that guy just going to still be like... Just go through a duel, but he thinks he's completely unarmed? Apparently. I didn't really get that. No, you're pulling out more and more holes and making me like less <laughs> Yeah. Like Vincent D'Onofrio's character. 
I had a question about him. What was that? What's your question? Uh, that one part when he's just like stabbing the bejesus out of some guy. He starts screaming like, Lord, give me clear vision, clear sight. And I wondered if that was just like a prayer he was saying, like, so that he can do the right thing. Or was he like, literally, his vision was blurring because he was going into some kind of berserker. I figured his vision was blurring because it was like covered in blood. Uh, it could be. So it's like, God, give me some windshield wipers. I don't feel like wiping my eyes, Lord. <laughs> my hands are all busy stabbing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think that was the case. Yeah. I like Peter Sarsgaard. Pretty sure I'm saying his name right. I liked his performance pretty well, I guess. Um, after they go to the town, though, they, like, take the town. They're like, yeah, we're, you get out of here and you tell this guy to, uh, you tell Peter Sarsgaard to, uh, come meet us to discuss our terms or whatever. And so he goes, the sheriff goes and talks to him. And then, uh, Peter Sarsgaard's like, what's his price? And the guy's like, he didn't give one, something or other. And Peter Sarsgaard's like, all men have a price. And the sheriff goes, not this man. What is he basing that on? As far as he knows, it seems like those guys just took over the town because they want the gold. Like he told him to go negotiate, send the dude to negotiate to get his town back or whatever. Seems like exactly what they wanted. They <laughs> came there with a price in mind. I don't know. You're right. That's a uh, lot of things doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Did I get you to hate this movie? I didn't mean to. <laughs> you got me like, well, I didn't pay any attention to this film, like whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like turned my brain off and watched it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's fine. That's what you should do if you're going to watch this movie. Yeah, I think that's how this movie is supposed to be viewed. I have another question. What's that? Um, how's it going? A lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. I would be doing my Dylan voice, but uh, you're Dylan. Um, Haley Bennett insists... What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Uh, Haley Bennett insists on fighting, and somebody, I think it was Chris Pratt, tells her, if you're gonna fight, you might wanna wear pants. Why do you think that was? What's because, that? like, Chris is good, like, caught on the shit and stuff. It's just more practical to wear pants. I guess so. I don't know, I was thinking you probably have a better range of motion in a dress. I mean, no I don't... I think so. Like, I mean, you're probably a better range of motion, but we get caught on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. Trip over it, like, I mean, you're free. Like, best way to do is just like, know, just, just like, naked, just gird yeah. your loins, get, like a little like cod piece or something, and get all the motion, so all the protection. Yeah, and the lotion, because those cod pieces chafe. Well, I mean, also like they were kneeling down a lot too. They had like, so it's probably better to wear pants. I don't know. I feel like kneeling down in a dress would be easier. You don't gotta yeah, worry about like, splitting your pants. No, but like they were laying down on the floor and stuff. Like oh, the so her dress might have like flown up or something. Oh no! You like you get your legs cut up and stuff. You don't wear pants. Oh yeah. 
All right, thanks for pointing these reasons out, Logan. Because all I thought of was, I don't know, Sexism? maybe, yeah, and well, maybe that's what you get for jumping into conclusions, Matt. Well, the the other thing I thought of was maybe like in case you poop yourself in battle, but that would be better with a dress too, because it would just fall out and you'd be fine. Yeah, just keep on moving. Yeah, like a horse. Oh, all the poor horses in this movie. Oh, they get shot a lot, don't they? Yeah, and get exploded all over. Um, let's see, there's one more thing on my note here. Um, that one guy shot one guy into a casket. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that was nice. That was convenient. People should try to do that more. Yeah. Like, not shoot people more, but if you're gonna shoot somebody, why not shoot them into a casket? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're gonna throw something away, you wanna put it in a, in a trash receptacle. Right, like you want to reduce your your trash, but if you are going to throw something away, exactly like you said, put it in a casket. Puts the body in the casket. Or else it gets the gasket? Ah, yes. Yeah, that works. That's pretty good. Yeah, sure, why not? All right. Uh, You got anything else you want to say about this movie? No, not really. What was your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene is, well, I think one of the big guys, the Stoppermeyer's character, runs in and like the building, and then you see the other guy fly out of the window. Yeah, I like that. That was a scene. That was fun. True. Pretty. Uh, it was pretty cliche, but you know, whatever. That guy was good at chopping folk. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, that's why he's a legend. Oh yeah, and they didn't have both Seven Samurai and the original Magnificent Seven. Um, they had like a kid who was like sort of like he wasn't really good at what he was doing, but he had heart and, you know, ends up sort of proving himself. They didn't have one in this. They didn't have anybody who like, uh, just through sheer persistence. Uh, ended up becoming one of them and then proved himself in battle. Like, they were all really good to begin with. No. Yeah. No. And I said the, um, the first one dealt more with, like, racial injustices and stuff, and I appreciated that. But, I mean, look, uh, was the leader of the Banditos played by Eli Wallach? A man of Polish descent who was born in Brooklyn? Yeah. He was. <laughs> hey, what was your favorite scene, Matt? Did we go over this? No. Um, I kind of liked um Chris Pratt's uh, lessons. Do you remember when he was giving that guy lessons? He told him he'd give him a, a lesson on gun shooting for a sip of whiskey? Oh, yeah, that. Uh... Oh, I guess that was cool. Oh, the first lesson, he took a sip and then put his hands up. He says, lesson one, this means don't shoot. Yeah. And then he took another sip, and then he gave him the card lesson. He said to, like, snatch the card. If you yeah. get it, you live. If not, you die. And then when the kid eventually grabs it, he, like, pulls his gun on him, and he's like, that's lesson two. It was never about the card. And then he takes another sip, and he's like, I'll give you a third lesson. I kind of like that. Fuck 
you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you just keep it. Anyways, um, the ending, the ending to both of the other ones, there's this big thing about one of the Ronin or the like drifter gunslingers who were just leaving off after, after saving the little village, uh, says something about, we lost this battle too. The only ones who won are the villagers. And you know, the little, the little villagers get to live their happy lives and the, the traveling warriors just go on and they have nothing. Like they continue to have nothing. They just fought for, for completely for somebody else. Like they truly got nothing out of it. And then they go on and their life kind of sucks. Um, in this one, there's just a weird tacked on thing at the end where it looks CG where you like sort of see the town. It looks CG and it like pans over to graves and there's a voiceover of Haley Bennett saying, um, whatever they were in life, they died fighting for something that didn't belong to them. It was magnificent. Fuck you. That sucked. <laughs> Just end the movie and let everybody go home. All right. I think we covered that pretty well. Yeah, I think we did. Good job, Matt. Thanks, man. What have you been watching lately? And while you do that, I'll scramble to think of something I've been watching lately. Well, I watched uh, Death Race 2050. How was that? Oh, it was fun. I mean, it was it's not something I would say is good, but it was fun. Like, I think it would turn a lot of people off. Like, it was really tongue-in-cheek. Definitely politically charged. Unapologetic about it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's uh, it was a completely cheesy movie. Did you ever see the original? No, I haven't, actually. I saw the original. I didn't see the remake. I like the original. It was yeah. really silly. Um, yeah, I it. Were there any cool deaths? Uh, nothing that really I remember, no. Hmm. Now that I think about it, there wasn't anything that was, like, super interesting. Uh... Well, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Alright. That was cool. Anything else? Uh, I watched an anime called uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil. What's that about? Uh, it's about a salary man who gets reincarnated in the body of a little girl during a time of, like, it's like World War Two or World War One. I'm not sure one of the World Wars, but, like, there's magic and she's a mage and an orphan. So he gets incarnated like this little girl that's an orphan. There's magic and she's a mage? Well, yeah, there's magic, she's a mage, like she has magical ability, and an orphan, and she joins the military, and it's like is fighting in the war as like a nine-year-old girl. But the Southern Man retains like all his memories and stuff. Because, alright, so here's what happened. Like, the Southern Man fires a guy, and the guy gets off. Because he wasn't doing his job. Oh, properly. well, that's justified then. Yeah, and the guy was like, oh, I've got nothing left. You can't do this. And he's like, well, but you didn't, you're not living up to your expectations. You're fired. And he's kind of a sociopath. But the guy, like, pushes him in front of a train before <laughs> the train hits him. Sorry, I laughed at that. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah, before the train hits him, like, he sees God. And he's like, he tells, pretty much tells God he's... He refuses to call him God, and he just calls him Being X. 
He's like, he's like, well, if I put you in a dire enough situation, then you'll believe. So then he reincarnates the guy as a little girl, orphan little girl, and he pretty much spends his time like trying to move up the ranks in the army and try to get put in the same position in the back while planning to kill Being X. <laughs> was he just really mad and didn't really didn't believe it, or did he just like play God? Well, he didn't. He doesn't really believe in God, and he thinks if whoever, if whatever it is, like he refuses to call it God, and he thinks it's an asshole, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like he wants to kill it because of what it just did to him, because <laughs> it made it turned him into a little girl. <laughs> I never thought about that. If you met God. I mean, you can't ask for ID. Yeah. Kind of see some credentials. Yeah, it was, it's pretty... It's a cool show. I enjoy it. Started watching One Piece, and that is... Eh. I know a That's, lot of people like that. I, I've never seen it. Yeah, I started watching it from the beginning, and it's not bad, but, like, a lot of the episodes, they recap, like, every episode. So it's, like, five minutes in before... <laughs> anything new happens, so I pretty much four, fast forward like four, four to five minutes in every episode. So it's like, I don't want to need a recap of what I just watched like ten minutes ago. That's like going to the bathroom time. Or wait, yeah. you said ten minutes ago. That means you probably already went to the bathroom. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I watched it, and I, like, I watched it, and I have to fast forward through the credits. You take five minutes to blog about it? <laughs> I could. Like, yeah, it's like five minutes every episode. Like, they're going over the same stuff. What would your anime blog be called? That's a hard question. Take your time. You don't have to answer now, either. But I do need an answer before the end of the show. I, I, can't, I can't think of anything. It's a deep question, man. I, I know. And then, like, if I say it, it can get stolen if I ever actually decide to use it. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the fact that this will be published online, that's, uh, you could claim trademark. I don't think it could. Anybody can claim trademark for anything. Yeah, but I don't know if it, it would actually do anything. Well, I mean, your lawyers are probably pretty good, right? I don't have lawyers. What? Logan, you're seriously not telling me that you are completely unprotected legally? Yes. Well, I like it. I should cut this out of the podcast so nobody sues you to get all your money. All the money I don't have. (laughs) Also, I should take this time to offer you a service in the form of this ad. I shouldn't. Legal Zip. It's a new service where you give me money, and then uh, if you ever get in trouble, then I'll, I guess, Google lawyers. Legal zip. Enter offer code to get bonuses. And now we're back. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. I watched Suicide Squad. Why? Why would you do that? Because it was was presented in a setting where I could watch it while making sure that no ratings ticker anywhere went up that I had seen it and it would not get any credit or money in any way from that. So I was like, I guess I should just watch it. It seems like 
you just parse yourself or something. I don't know why you do that. Kind of do. Yeah, it was not good. It's like I kind of feel like hating myself right now. I'm gonna waste that some time. <laughs> waste you spend time on this instead of doing anything else. Yeah, you're right, Logan. I have problems. I mean, you could have watched any other movie. It's not like watched... I thought it would be good. It worked out just the way I thought it would. Hell, you could have watched Magnificent Seven again. The original? Oh, this one. Probably better, uh... I assume. <laughs> it is definitely better than Suicide Squad. Which, okay. Suicide Squad was written and directed by the guy who wrote Training Day. Hmm. Indeed. Yeah, it just really was bad and no good. I don't really need to talk about it. I mean, everybody already knows that it's very, very bad. It's a huge commercial success, though. Yeah, lots of things are, though. Yeah. That are bad. Yeah. I did like that they spent the first half hour of the movie with just people sitting in a room describing each of the characters. That was very uh, effective. You could tell that I said defective, right? No, I didn't. I thought you said effective. I swallowed the D. Oh, no, cut out the part where I said I swallowed the D. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I mean, like, you're the one who has the ability to cut this out, so... I'm not recording. Yeah, but that's time that I could watch Magnificent Seven again. Or Suicide Squad. Or commit suicide. Or join a squad. That sounds cool. Some kind of squad. What would your squad be called, Logan? Party Squad. That's cool. I want to join your squad. Yeah, sounds much better than Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Give him the option, like, do you want to join Party Squad or Suicide Squad? Yeah. And in the end, they all fought for something that they sort of caused and that was really stupid. It was Suicide Squad. E. Yeah. What else did I watch? Dale, what did I watch? You can't hear me. Um, I just watched. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called Other People. Uh, that was alright. It's uh, uh, it was written and directed by Chris Kelly, who's like a supervising writer for SNL. Um, it was okay. It's uh, it's pretty depressing. It's um about a writer for SNL. And Molly Shannon is dying of cancer. And uh, Jesse Plemons uh, fucks uh, Zach Woods. So if you want to see Molly Shannon dying of cancer or Jesse Plemons fucking Zach Woods, definitely check it out. Alright, what was the name of this again? Other People. Other People. Interesting. Yeah. Check that out. Alright, so hey, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. Oh, already? I didn't name all the other hundreds of things I've watched. Well, I don't think we have time for that, Matt. 
All right. It will also take me a very long time in between each one trying to think of what it was. <laughs> hey, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. I pick Grand Piano. It's a 2013 film. Uh, it's another movie starring Elijah Wood directed by a Spanish director. And well, it's... Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I heard about this. I heard it's pretty good. I know John Cusack's in it as well. Yeah, John Cusack's in it as well. Also, it's written by Damien Chazelle, uh, the writer-director of Whiplash and the recently Academy Award-nominated La La Land. And he seems like a pretty cool guy who just found out about jazz. And he wants to tell the world about it. Did I say that right? J- jazz? I thought it was pronounced J-A-Z. J-A-Z. Yes. So, yeah, that's the pick. Next week, Grand Piano. Alright. Well, good night, everybody. And good night to you. Logan, stick around while I say the outro. Hey, thanks for listening to Good Night, everybody. And that was a movie, and you just wasted an hour. And here you go. And email us if you're over 60. H-L-T-A-T-M-O-W-G-L-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-